Hi, I'm Matt Balsman, Regional Editor for Hagadone Media Montana. First off, a huge thank you for tuning into our podcast over the past year. Your support means the world to us, and it's inspired us to dive deeper into the world of podcasts. We've got some exciting updates to share with you. You might notice a fresh look and feel to our podcast lineup. We've revamped things a bit, breaking our shows into four distinct podcasts to make your listening experience even better. First up, Interlake News Now is simply News Now. Here you'll get Taylor's headlines, Melissa's local events, and all the timely news updates you need. Sports Now is now Keeping Score, where you can stay up to speed on local prep sports. Then there's Deep Dive. This podcast is all about exploring the stories of local people, businesses, and ideas. And if you missed last summer's Maritime Mystery Series, don't worry. It's now the first season of Deep Dive. And of course, our monthly concert series, Press Play, now has its own podcast. Get ready for exclusive interviews with local musicians and all things Press Play. You can find links to all these new podcasts listed in the description of this episode. Or simply search for Daily Interlake wherever you listen to podcasts. Once again, thank you for your incredible support. If you enjoy what you hear, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Welcome back to another episode of the Interlake Sports Now. I'm Josh Dugan, and on this week's show, we'll run through the last fall sports update of the year and break down the Cat Grizz football game that took place last weekend at Washington Grizzly Stadium. It was the talk of Montana, so I'm sure you've heard all about it, but I'm going to give three takeaways from each team and look ahead to the Cats and Grizz playoff action, do a little playoff outlook for each team's moving forward. So, quick reminder... Before we get into all that fun stuff, today's episode is brought to you by Nomad, voted the Flathead's best manufacturer. Nomad is a longtime supporter of our local community and local sports scene, celebrating 20 years of building great careers in mission-focused custom vehicles. Nomad, a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit www.nomadgcs.com for more info. That's www.nomadgcs.com for more information. Let's get to our final fall sports update Of the year, pretty wild to think it's already that time. So this is our last prep football roundup because that's the only sport we still had going in the state of Montana. Starting out with the Glacier Wolfpack, who fell on the road to the Bozeman Hawks 35-27 at Van Winkle Stadium last Friday night in the state double-A championship game. Wolfpack head coach Grady Bennett had the following to say about the Hawks in a recap of the game by Fritz Neighbor of the Daily Interlake that was featured in Sunday's edition of the Interlake. So go check that out for the full recap. Quote, first of all, it was just a fantastic Class AA state championship football game, which I thought it was going to be, Glacier coach Grady Bennett said. Bozeman proved what kind of team they are, and congratulations to coach Levi Wesh and his kids. They're outstanding. They're really, really good. Bennett, won, Bennett went on to give credit to this year's Wolfpack squad, saying the following. Well, I'm proud of our kids. They battled, man. I mean, they battled. That's all you can ask. I asked them to leave it out on the field, and they did. Bozeman just made a few more plays, and we did. Then, then we did, and that's what championship games come down to. Well said, Coach. Usually those championship playoff kind of battles come down to who can make just a few more plays, and the Hawks made just a few more on the day. Glacier running back and Montana Grizzlies commit Cash Kokachia did make his presence felt and made quite a few plays on the day with three rushing touchdowns. Bozeman quarterback Kellen Harris led the way for the Hawks with four touchdown passes and another with his legs. The Wolfpack had a chance late, but Hawks linebacker Quade Nash had an interception with 41 seconds to go to seal the deal for Bozeman. Overall, congrats. 
congrats to the Bozeman Hawks on their state championship and major kudos to the Valley Zone, the Glacier Wolfpack. This year's squad made the run to the state title game. A lot of seniors on that squad, so kudos to them on a great season. Might not have won the championship, but hey, making it there is an accomplishment on its own, and they were a fun special team to watch all season long. First play of the year for that team, score a touchdown on a trick play, make it all the way state title game. So just a special season all around for the Wolfpack. The Hawks, they finished the season at 12-0, while the Wolfpack were 10-2 overall on the season. On to the Class A state championship game, where Columbia Falls lost 36-35 to Dillon on the road in an overtime thriller that saw the Beavers win on a two-point conversion by Key Christensen. Things were knotted at 28 apiece at the end of regulation, and Columbia Falls got the ball first in OT, and Columbia Falls QB and Montana Grizzlies commit Cody Schweiker ran for a three-yard touchdown, but the Beavers responded. Kale Conan had a touchdown, and Christensen capped it off with that two-point conversion for the win. Schweiker put up monster numbers in the loss. He was 39 of 51 passing for 402 yards with four touchdown passes and the overtime rushing TD. Rarely do you see high school quarterbacks putting up those kind of numbers. Impressive stuff despite the loss. The Beavers ended the year at 11-0 overall while the Wildcats finished at 9-3. Columbia Falls head coach Jackson Schweiker had the following to say in a recap by Chris Peterson of the Hungry Horse News. Quote, to see them battle to the end was pretty awesome. This was a special team and a special place. It was true, true brotherhood. Well said by Coach Jackson Schweiker, whose team fell behind 28-14 to to the Beavers before scoring twice in the fourth quarter to send that game to overtime. And they had a chance in overtime. They did their job. It just came down to the Beavers making one more play. Similar, similar to what Coach Grady Bennett said about the state AA title game, state title games usually come down to just who can make one more play. So, Heck of a game for the Wildcats. I did have a chance to cover that team quite a bit the last two years. They had a really strong core. The basketball team had a lot of the same names. So you get that camaraderie, group of guys who playing together, group of girls, young athletes who come up playing this sport together. It's special, and it's not hard to tell when you can see it. It's rare, but when it happens, it happens. And Columbia Falls definitely had that special core group over the last few years, and I'm sure moving forward they'll keep that camaraderie going with the Wildcats. So – Overall, congrats to Dylan on the title and major respect to Columbia Falls, the coaching staff, and athletes for their march to the state title game and fight until the very end. Before we move on to my takeaways from the Cat Grizz game and look at where the Montana schools landed in the FCS playoff bracket, let's get to our poster player of the week, generously sponsored by your friends at Clark Auto Group. Here in Kalispell, featuring three local stores, Clark Nissan, Clark Hyundai, and Mountain Auto and Marine, home of the $29.99 oil change and the friendliest staff in town. Join us at Clark Nissan for our holiday coat, scarf, and glove drive and help spread the warmth in our community. Starting December 1st and through December 22nd, drop off your new or gently worn coats, hats, and scarves to Clark Nissan on Highway 93 South in Kalispell. For more information, call 406-612-1244. That's 406-612-1244. Four. Let's brighten this holiday season with acts of kindness. All right, let's dive right in to that poster player of the week. This week's poster player of the week is Cole Johnson of the state runner-up Glacier Wolfpack. Johnson made an impact on both sides of the ball for the Wolfpack this season. He was tied for the team lead in tackles in the state title game with eight stops, and he caught a pass for 33 yards. The week prior, Johnson came up clutch in Glacier's semifinal win over Gallatin with a game-sealing interception in the end zone to punch the Wolfpack's 
ticket to the state title game. So congratulations to the Wolfpack Senior on this poster player of the week nod, and thank you as always to Clark Auto Group for their support. Make sure you get out to Clark Nissan between December 1st and December 22nd to drop off your new or gently worn coats, hats, and scarves to help give back to the local community. We appreciate it. All right, on to the college football talk. Talk of the town in Montana. I already said it. The Brawl of the Wild. Cat Grizz game. Montana made a statement. 37-7 to win to game back Cat Grizz bragging rights and lock up their first Big Sky Championship for the since 2009. So it's been quite some time. Grizzlies back on top. Grizz, they finished hot down the stretch. And the FCS playoff committee rewarded them with the second seed and a first-round playoff five. Montana will have home field advantage throughout the playoffs as long as they're playing up until the the championship game, which is neutral site in Frisco, Texas. The Grizz will host the winner of Lafayette and Delaware in the second round. Montana State, meanwhile, after falling to Idaho and Montana down the stretch, wound up as a sixth seed. Like most of the year, people thought it was the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, and Montana State, destined for those one and two seeds, ended up being the other Montana school. That's just how the cookie crumbles, college sports, bracketology, whether it's March Madness, November Madness, with the FCS football, college football, you never really know what's going to happen until it's all said and done. So Montana State got the sixth seed in the FCS playoff seedings. They still got a first-round bye and a home matchup in the second round versus the winner of Drake and North Dakota State. Ain't that a reward for a well-played season for Montana State, a potential home matchup versus the North Dakota State Bison, who despite a down year are still a power in the FCS and a team you do not want to meet in the playoffs. That would be a special game, Montana State, North Dakota State, and Bozeman, that home Home winning streak on the line for the Cats. That's shaping up to be an epic one, and that could lead up to a brawl, the wild rematch. So we're looking at a special FCS playoffs, especially here in the Treasure State. A lot of fun going on. Idaho and Sacramento State also made it from the Big Sky Conference. Next week, we're going to have a more in-depth playoff prediction on the show for both teams. And check out this week's Big Sky Now. Check that out on my Twitter, jdugan406, link in the bio there. Or look it up on YouTube, all the major podcasting stuff. Going to break down the Cat Grizz game, the rest of the Big Sky playoff teams moving forward with the Big Sky now media panel from Hagadon affiliates around the Northwest. So that's always fun. But for now, let's get to those Brawl of the Wild takeaways, starting with the Grizz. So early on in the season, my first takeaway from this game is early on, I kept saying Coach Houck is out here playing poker with the Grizz. There's a mystery at quarterback. We didn't know what was going on. Was it Vidlak? Was it McDowell? The NAU loss happened. I was very critical of this coaching staff and their lack of continuity on offense. And I'll be the first to admit, I was wrong. They had a method to their madness all along. And I think one thing I repeated on this show throughout the ups and the downs early in the season, Coach Houck has a few tricks on his sleeve. Kind of has that Bill Belichick, Nick Saban mindset where he's going to tell you as little as he needs to tell you heading up to the game. He wants to keep his game plan on lockdown. And they deserve a lot of credit because they pulled this out of nowhere. Nobody expected this team to turn around and win a Big Sky championship. But like myself and most of Grizz Nation, Grizz fans, Montana sports fans, that NAU loss, whether you're a Bobcat or a Grizz fan, everyone was looking at Montana like they were dead in the water. And then all of a sudden, this coaching staff and these players really put it together. So they got Big Sky uh, championship for all the while bragging rights. And for the first time since that's for the first time since 2009. So overall, just want to give this coaching staff and players credit. I'll admit I was wrong, and it just felt like Coach Houck, despite the lack of continuity earlier in the season, they were saving it for when it mattered most, the stretch run of elite playoff teams who they went out and they beat every single one. They beat Idaho, they beat Montana State, and they beat Sac State. So at the end of the day, you might lose to NAU. You might not 
have your full deck deck of cards. They were holding a couple tricks till later. It was for a reason. Number two, Clifton McDowell deserves to have his name in the conversation for Big Sky Offensive Player of the Year. The former Central Arkansas Bear and Louisiana Raging Cajun and played some community college ball is a flat-out playmaker at the quarterback position. According to his profile on the Grizzlies football website, McDowell's a senior, but he has an extra year of eligibility, so he should be back in the driver's seat again next year for the University of Montana. And if he is, the Grizz are poised to re-cement themselves as a top-tier Big Sky power after a few years of Montana State and Sac State running the show. So takeaway number two, Clifton McDowell's the real deal, and having him back sets the Grizzlies up for success moving into next year as well. Of course, let's focus on the playoffs, but he played out of his mind in that for all the while and he deserves a lot of credit for helping this team turn their season around. Number three takeaway, this is more of a stat just to show how dominant the Grizz defense has been down the stretch. But over the last four games, they shut out Northern Colorado, held Sac State to a touchdown, Portland State scored 10 points, and they closed out the season by holding a Montana State offense that has been flat-out prolific the last few years to a touchdown. So in those games, the Grizzlies have outscored their opponents. In the, or Excuse me, let's see. Yeah, that was a Montana State team, excuse me, I wanted to add a little context here, had put up 102 points in their prior two games heading into the Brawl of the Wild, so they were rolling. So that's four games total for this Grizz defense. The stat I was leading up to, 24 points allowed total in four games, two of those being playoff teams. Grizzlies defense has been absolutely dominant. You can't say enough about it. And a lot of credit to first-year defensive coordinator Ronnie Bradford on getting this thing locked down and on point after the NAU loss because they have flat-out looked like the best unit in the country. All right, let's move on to the Bobcats. Montana State, takeaway number one, they fell into the same trap they did in the loss to Idaho. Early in the year, Montana State heading up to the Brawl of the Wild, I was thinking this was their game to lose, and throughout this season we just saw the same pattern when Montana State struggled. It was a lot of the other team controlling time of possession, making the Bobcats play from behind, making them a little, I don't want to say one-dimensional, but the Bobcats could not throw the football early in the game. And the Brawl of the Wild stood out to me most, their lack of aggressiveness. They had three passes in the first half, zero completions. So, obviously, zero yards passing. It's almost impossible to win a football game like that. And as dominant as the rushing attack's been at a certain point, you have to throw the curveballs in there, keep the defense honest. We never saw that from Montana State. I'm interested to see how they approach things moving forward in the playoffs. But... I just felt like they let the moment get to them. They fell into the same trap they did against Idaho, and they just did not play their game. Number two, Montana State. This was my biggest takeaway from the game that stood out more than anything. They dropped the ball by not getting Sean Chambers involved in the game plan. Chambers' first first touch of the game came with five seconds to play in the first half, and it resulted in a sack for a 14-yard loss that ended up giving the Grizzlies a chance to tack on a late field goal to close out the half and make it 20 to nothing leading into halftime. Chambers has been a monster this year for the Bobcats. He's coming off a performance with five first-half touchdowns against Eastern Washington. Five touchdowns in the first half. And then in the biggest regular season game of the year versus the Grizz, he had one first-half touch. I just don't understand how the Bobcats coaching staff didn't get him more involved. A lot of respect for Coach Brent Vegan. I've gone on and on about that lethal rushing attack and how it's poetry in motion at times. But I just don't understand how the Bobcats coaching staff didn't get Sean Chambers more involved. Maybe there's a lingering injury, something they're not discussing, trying to keep him healthy for the postseason. But you got to think Chambers coming into that game with 14 rushing touchdowns and nine passing touchdowns has to be more involved in the offensive game plan. Because I think as great as Tommy Mallott is, and he is great, he's an elite 
quarterback at the FCS level. What's made that Bobcats offense so unique the last two seasons is that thunder and lightning approach, the dual quarterback system, which we've said it before on the show. It's a, a kind of a joke around the Big Sky Conference. All the Montana State football fans have heard this one, but they say if you have two quarterbacks, then you don't have a quarterback. It's not the case with the Bobcats. They have two great quarterbacks, and we only saw them a lot on Saturday, and it just felt like they were missing that extra piece who takes them to the next gear. That's what Chambers is. So we'll see. Heading into the playoffs, got to get Chambers more involved. You got to think he's going to be back in action. So we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that as we do our playoff prediction next week. Montana State, number three, final takeaway. Maybe this is a hot take. I briefly mentioned it earlier. But I think they let the moment get to them on the road. The Bobcats made so many uncharacteristic mistakes through that game. The noise of Washington Grizzly Stadium made an impact, and earlier in the year, the same thing happened at the Kibbe Dome, where despite a late push in that one, the Bobcats just did not look like the same team. They didn't look like that Bozeman-based powerhouse we've come to expect, where year in and year out the last few seasons in Big Sky play, the Bobcats have been flat out pretty much dominant. So, that being said, luckily for the Bobcats, they will have a first-round home playoff matchup in round two, excuse me, their first game of the playoffs will be at home in round two. But they have the bye. They're going to have the opportunity to get back on track for going on the road in the postseason. If they can beat North Dakota State at home, momentum can be back on their side, and they'll be feeling good against whoever they're going to play moving forward. So they have the opportunity to get back on track. And worth mentioning, the Bobcats lost three games this year, and all three were against top ten teams in the country in some of the toughest environments in the FCS. They lost at Washington Grizzly Stadium at the Kibbe Dome in Idaho, who's when it's when it's going, it's a wild place to play, and the SDSU Jackrabbits in Brookings. So those are three tough losses. You can learn from those. You can move forward and make adjustments and alter your game plan, knowing that you could have a road matchup down the road in the semifinals. If you want to make a deep playoff run, you got to make some adjustments. So. That's my big takeaway there. The moment might have got to the Bobcats. That being said, those are three tough losses and three tough places to play. And maybe moving into the playoffs, they'll adjust just enough to get around that, get over the hump. So that'll do it pretty much for this week's show. Before we wrap this thing up, I want to give a quick reminder. Today's episode is brought to you by Nomadville, the Flathead's best manufacturer. Nomad is a longtime supporter of our community and the local sports scene. Celebrating 20 years of building great careers and mission-focused custom vehicles, Nomad is a Montana-based company making a global impact. Visit nomadgcs.com for more info. That's nomadgcs.com for more information. All right. Thank you to everybody, as always, for checking out the show. Next week, we're going to have some playoff previews going for the Grizz and Bobcats and start gearing up for a little winter prep sports talk. It's that time of the year. Hard to believe. Talking about Turkey Day, Thanksgiving. Next thing you know, people will be talking about the holidays and winter prep sports in the treasure state. So it all happened so quick. Flew through football season, but it was awesome to cover prep football in the state of Montana and all the fall sports. And it's been a pleasure covering the Cats and Grizz this year and looking forward to their playoff action. I will mention, if you want some more in-depth coverage of the Big Sky football, check out the Big Sky Now on the Hagedone Sports Network, available on YouTube and all major podcasting apps. And like I always mention, check it out. Link in my bio on my Twitter, at jdugan406. All right, thanks as always, y'all. I'm Josh Dugan, and I'm out.